0: lego Lego.
1: hey everybody welcome back to back to brick i'm your host garrett and this is the podcast where we get to talk to afl designers from around the world about their designs and we get down to the breaking news once a week to talk about what has come out in lego over the past week this week, we're going to be talking to a great designer. Her name is Barbara Hoel. You can find her as Barbara underscore Hoel. And of course, I'll post that in the description so you can go over to her Instagram and Flickr page. Uh, you know, first, Barbara, I want to say thank you for taking the time to come onto the podcast today. Sure, I'm excited to be on. Awesome. I'm very excited to have you on as well. I love uh, your designs, and I can't wait to talk about them. But, you know, first, let's uh, just talk about the basics. Where are you from? What do you like to build? And go from there.
2: I live in Wisconsin. I've lived here for the last 20-plus years, so essentially the Midwest. You asked what I like to build? Yes. Currently, I've been building a lot of real, well, I guess I I call it human-scale mocks, Previously, I was doing minifigure scale landscapes that were fantasy-based and quite large. So, and before that, I was really into modular type building.
1: Well, cool. And there's a wide range and, of course, lots to talk about. We'll definitely get into it. But I always ask my designers, if you had a signature figure, what would it look like to represent you? Now, it can be any fantasy or style. It doesn't have to be limited to realistic. What would it look like? for
2: you um well i usually use the um torso from the scooby-doo minifigure i can't even think of his name the one who hangs out with scooby all the time shaggy shaggy yes thank you shaggy (laughs) torso because it's kind of a boxy frumpy which you know i'm middle-aged woman so it kind of fits my body type (laughs) and then i use um, the glass faces from the women's ghostbuster set Yeah. And then usually just like a bob haircut and my hair is like brownish, brownish gray, which they don't make.
1: We've talked to a few designers recently that have said that, you know, there's still a lot of things that they need to to make people look more like the minifigures that they want.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's interesting because, I mean, I definitely um, would like to have a broader range of skin tones and like glasses and things like that but I, i'm I'm kind of wondering if I really want to have them worry about like highlights and hair and all that kind of thing. There's certain at a certain point, you're just wondering, is that too far? But definitely skin tones, <laughs> I think are important because we're it's part of our individuality, really, what we look like.
1: right. And I think that they've been working on it well. I, of course, everything has wiggle room and more improvements to do,
2: yeah. I think the biggest problem right now is that the flesh tones are only available in the licensed. Um sets. And so that means it's kind of expensive for some people. And there's, of course, less females available than males and less brown people.
1: I agree. Uh, I didn't even consider that. But you're right. Most of those different colors are through sets like the Marvel or Star Wars sets that are harder to just buy individually.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's like the city sets are still all yellow. So mm-hmm. which is the most common set that's sold and is most accessible to most people. So I think as an AFL, though, we have a tendency to have access to even more just through, you know, opportunities, through the incentives, through our lugs and things like that. So for us, it's, we don't really see always what the general public actually has access to.
1: Right. I think as they improve and people become more acquainted with Lego, they might be able to realize that they have those opportunities to get different parts and things that can make them look like the minifigures they want.
2: I mean, this past year has just been an explosion of AFLs. I don't know if you knew that or not, but, you know, so many new people have joined the AFL community online because they were locked, in and building with Lego and started looking for other people who were as fanatical about it as they were. I mean, there was like five women's group on Facebook that were started last year.
1: Wow. I didn't see. I'm not on Facebook very often, so I did not know that.
2: Yeah, it's and it might even be more, but five that I found that have significant numbers and are active daily.
1: And is that in your local area or is it? you? you no, said internationally. Yes Okay.
2: It's, yeah, it's it's internationally Facebook groups. I don't, I mean, locally, I belong to Lug and it's always been, the Wisconsin, Wislug has always been pretty well balanced with male, female. So I feel in our area as a state, the apples that are here have always kind of been here. We haven't really gained that many new, maybe three or four because we're not meeting in person.
1: Right. And I've, I mean, lugs are always great for anybody out there looking to even get an interest in Lego um, because they get to connect with people like yourself and a bunch of other people that are loving of Lego and, and have a good community that they can get behind.
2: Yeah, actually, when I joined the lug um, in 2016, I think it completely transformed me in the way I built. And I'd be happy to talk about that if you want to know.
1: Sure, yeah. Tell me all about it.
2: So my daughter graduated from college and in December of 2015. And it was one of those things where it's like, okay, I have an art studio. I have this little Lego room. And I wasn't really – I was just building for myself, my family. Mm-hmm. My daughter wasn't into it. I'm like, okay, am I going to focus on art? Because I had retired. Am I going to – what am I going to do? And I thought, well, I'll give – lego a chance and i'd never been online publicly or in person public i would just been doing my own thing and so i just checked to see if there was a lug and turned out there was a meeting the next day but i was still terrified to go in i spent an hour outside before i had the guts to knock on the door or go into the meeting because i was just worried that one it would i would be the oldest person in the room I don't know why I worried about that, now that I know I'm pretty much average age. Um, My building skills would be subpar and that I would just be looked at like, why did you show up to this Um, kind of thing? And it was absolutely the complete opposite of that, even with me showing up late and my piece that I had brought completely in shambles because, of course, it didn't travel well.
1: (laughs) Don't they all travel well?
2: Yeah. And... And of course, because I'd never displayed, I'd never thought about pieces traveling and how to build things necessarily so they would stay together or, you know, just that was a whole new concept for me as well. So, yeah. So then not only were they really welcoming to me, but they actually really liked what I had brought. And they asked, so you were getting ready for Brick World Chicago. Mm -hmm. um, So this was January. They were just already talking about it. Then like a month or so later, they're like, do you think you could fill a six-foot spot in LA? I'm like, sure, I can do that. I decided to build something based off of something somebody had kind of talked about in a meeting, which was they were looking for pieces that reacted to black light for fire. And I found out about that. And I was like, okay, I'm building this alien landscape I always wanted to do. All I had done previously was like mini fig scale buildings, things like that. But I just always wanted to build this landscape for that. You know, the minifig, the plant guy, the first plant guy that kind of looked like Little Shop of Horrors?
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: Okay, so I had this idea that someday I was going to build this landscape where that thing grew naturally. And so they said six-foot space. I'm like, okay, I've never built anything this big. <laughs> why did I build it for myself? You know, I yeah. was never going to just do that. So I'm like okay, so I can do this. And I didn't even have enough brick to build the thing. So I was like fine as I went. In the middle of building this thing, I had back surgery. I mean, just crazy things happened that year. I take it to Brick World. find out I'm the only person who's built anything like that before. I was using radar dishes for plants and just, I was using a lot of parts that didn't necessarily use for plants they do now a lot more people do now but at the time i was like way out there for people and they're like i'd never thought of doing that I'm like wow i i did something original in the art world which me being a background of artists it's really hard to do something different but um, i ended up selling that piece and so when i got home i actually got rid of all my art supplies changed my studio over to lego studio <laughs> and yeah, it's. I've never looked back. That's been my life since then. So it's been kind of. Big. And when was this? That's in 2016. So it hasn't been 2016. that long ago. Yeah. Well,
1: I mean, that's a good. Five years of uh, progressing into the Lego AFL realm.
2: Yeah, I mean, I was, and I was building for 20 years before that. So I, you know, I had developed some skills over those 20 years. So I wasn't coming into it totally cold-footed but definitely like i didn't know anybody in the community it's amazing because people would know who each other were and it's like i knew them online but they didn't have the <laughs> same name in person and yeah it was, like driving me crazy
1: <laughs> oh yeah i mean i've had that too i i just went to brick fair virginia and i actually met some of the people i've interviewed i'd see people post like photos and i'm like hey you're here where you at and then we'd meet up and Ah, uh, say hello. And I'm like, "Hey, I've talked to you before, but now I can I put a name to the or the voice to the face, which was cool, yeah. And now you said you've been building for twenty years. when what got you started? So, like was there a specific set or somebody in your life?
2: well, I mean, i I guess I could say I was actually building my whole life because when I was like two, we got for Christmas our first Lego set, which at the time was the um the Samsonite luggage sets. So Mm, just really general brick sets. Yeah. And so, you know, as a kid, I had two brothers, two sisters, and Lego was a great gift because we could all use it. And that was before the individual sets, which I can talk about how I think that has also changed how people buy Lego and play with Lego. But at the time, because you're getting these general sets, it could go to all of us and it was all just one big pot and it was nobody's Lego. It was our Lego.
1: Yeah, it definitely has changed, like you said. When do you think it started to change for you to get more of the individual instead of the pot?
2: It didn't actually until like okay. maybe the last couple of years mm-hmm. because when I got back, so I always worked with Lego and then I worked with kids and I brought Lego in to work with kids, but I was never building like an AFL build, I guess is the best way to put it. But when my daughter was two, I got the whole big pot of brick from my parents' house because I was the first one to have a kid of the five. So I got the Lego.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you got there before everybody else.
2: Yep. And my dad was on the floor with my daughter and he built this house in the typical way you see, you know, the stereotyped Lego house for just general with all the different colors. I was looking and going, no, I could build a house with just one color if I wanted." it. <laughs> yeah. So that was just, I just, started building, I would build things for my daughter, but at that time it was really hard to get roofing pieces. There weren't that many tiles. This is like at 95 or something. You know, there still weren't a lot of the pieces you now have to make houses. And mm-hmm. so it's funny to go back and look at my pictures of stuff and go, wow, that looks like that because that's what was available. <laughs> and what is available yeah. now if for detailing is just incredible. And so as it went through, and then when they introduced the first Harry Potter sets, you know those little rooms that were like orange, I was so excited because there was this color that was new. That oh yeah, I, I
1: had those. The are you talking about like the um, Hermione's like bedroom, and then they had the um,
2: yeah. You know, for whatever reason, they make, Yeah, they decided to make the dormitory rooms orange.
0: Yeah. Little <laughs> <Pretty cool
2: set. laughs> But I was like, okay, fine. It doesn't match my idea of the storyline, but man, I want some orange bricks. So, um, collect started collecting his you no know, little sets for parts. But even then, like I don't know when the like I think there were like little scenes from Diagon Alley, but there wasn't a Diagon Alley.
1: Yeah, that was the first Diagon Alley. I did like a whole podcast where that like little corner piece they had like I think like a couple potion bottles and a broom. Um, and then, of course, Lego went and did the whole thing just recently.
2: Well, because they didn't have the whole thing, I mm-hmm. made Diagon Alley for my daughter and gave it to her for Christmas. Oh, and wow. I just recently found a picture of her opening it. Huh. <laughs> so, yeah, That's so, so cool. I did a lot of stuff for her to play, or um, and then um, my nephews, who are about five years younger, would come and play with the Lego, and when Alex was like, I don't know, early in high school, she and her cousin, who are six months older than her, were counselors. And I did a Lego camp for my younger nephews. And they counseled them. They came for a week. And we that was right when the uh, big Death Star came out. And of course, we couldn't afford the Death Star. So we brought all our gray Lego together and built a mm-hmm. Death Star of our own.
1: That's so cool, though. Which one? So is it the big, the ball one, or was it the one with all the the, figures?
2: The huge ball one. Well, the huge one with the figures, with the figures, with the floors.
1: Oh, okay, Um, okay.
2: Yeah, because they were really into playing with, with, into Star Wars and Mm -hmm. the stuff. And, of course, like I said, we couldn't afford it. But what was really funny is we got partially into building that thing during the camp, and then they just wanted to play on it. (laughs) It was so hard to finish it because... They were not as into finishing it as I was.
1: And you're just like playing and you're like, hey, over, why don't you guys come back? No, we're good.
2: <laughs> no, I mean, they were playing with it.
1: Oh, so they were oh playing ride. with it, not around. Yeah, okay.
2: oh, oh, no, they were totally in the leg. <laughs> they just were like, okay, this is not I can play now. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, uh okay, maybe I guess I'll stay up late and work on this. <laughs> <laughs> so...
1: That's fun, and especially engaging it with kids, so you said you brought it in. Was it just for your uh like nieces and nephews and your your daughter, or was it like a community thing that you did
2: well i for a while, I was a substitute teacher in our community, so I would uh-huh. bring like I built houses for the whole Harry Potter world, and you know where all the people lived and just different parts of that, and I would bring them into the classrooms when I was subbing, and I was pretty well known. Among the kids as the Lego Lady in our community, hmm. um, I don't know if they remembered my name, but they remembered that. So for a little while, it felt like I was a celebrity. Because kids in like in Target would be yelling, "Mommy, it's the Lego Lady!" <laughs> <laughs> so you know, so it was. It wasn't on display publicly in the community, but you know, kids in classrooms got to see my stuff, um, and that was about it. I mean, I built just for myself really and then shared it with people and I never had a rule the kids couldn't play with it because it is Lego you know half the fun for me was creating these environments that the kids would want to play with and I really liked doing the landscapes And so finding when when BrickLink finally came online and I could find flowers of, of more colors than just the red blue and yellow that I had things like that I was just Static. (laughs) I look back at that. Yeah, I was going to ask,
0: like,
1: how did you get into the landscape style and then eventually, as of most recent stuff, is your flowers?
2: Yeah. What I most recently have been posting online has been flowers. Uh, It really started with just, you know, the houses and wanting to have landscape around the houses and then looking for the parts. So I really... When I built houses, so before they even had the houses that um, hinged open, I started making hinged open houses because that's how um, playhouses are made for dollhouses for kids. They're hinged. Yeah. And I would make them so that the landscape, you could hinge them around and then it would have a landscape when it's closed and then it would be like a puzzle and come back and fit the other way too. So I really just got into having like paths and things that connected. Made sense no matter which way you had the house opened and little ways for the kids to explore and like a little stream would turn into a pond when you bend it around. And now I just, it was probably what evolved after I got done making. By then I knew how to make refrigerators and coffee makers and all that. So I was like, what's my next step? The details of the outside. So, and then it was. because yeah, I've seen you, you
1: did the greenhouse for hogwarts and that's like what you said the hinged opening so that they could play yeah. uh, within the greenhouse
2: yes and it's funny because and that piece doesn't have any landscape on the outside that i actually did for a love contest where we were doing harry potter or something and that was long after i stopped building like that so it was kind of like an anomaly during that time and i didn't really think that much about it but that's one of the pieces that ended up being displayed at the Lego house for a year.
1: Now, I did see that. Did, you, did they reach out to you, uh, like, saying, hey, we, we really like your work, we'd love to display it?
2: Yeah, kind of. Um, Stuart, whose name I don't remember, um, but he's the, in charge of the Lego house displays. In 2019, he was going to all the American conventions. And he was at Brick World, and I had that on display. And he asked if it could be part of um, the minifig. So they have, like, three cases in the Lego house that are collections of stuff, but they're thematic. So minifigs, and then they had one that was for 2019 that was going to be, like, Alien Landscapes, and I forget what the other one was. And they run them as contests on ideas page. Mm-hmm. And I actually had built an alien landscape, which is the other one that was at Lego House for that contest. But I ended up not entering it because my understanding of the rules was that you couldn't display it. You know, it couldn't like I couldn't take it to BrickWorld because it had to be. Oh, oh,
1: yeah, yeah.
2: So and I ended up went after. I'm like, oh, I want to take this, so I took it. To Brick World, and so I was talking to Stuart. he's like, "Well, why didn't you end in a contest?" So I explained why. He's like, "Well, we'll have room for that. I want that, in this one, if you're willing." I'm like, "Sure, I'm willing." And then, um, so he didn't take them. He just set up, got my information, and it was an email and shipping thing with Lego. Mm-hmm. But he also said, "I really like your whole collection. I think you'd like to have you in the master." case we already have everybody picked for this year but send your portfolio to us and maybe next year and so, um, so they took the two pieces for 2019 and then late, later in the year they contacted me and said yeah 2020 but that's all been cancelled and cancelled again so now mm-hmm. it's potentially next year that I'll be part of that so um, so it's just Kind of interesting thing how COVID has just changed everything. It's just a weird oh, yeah. thing that's really yeah. stuck in the middle of us. So, but yeah, so yeah, it was I... kind of interesting and fun to have that kind of thing happen.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, that just sounds like sheer happenstance that he was there to talk to you about it and that you did the contest. Um, but that's great. I, I can't wait till it's displayed because it, it deserves it for like. Having the unique design of like black lighting um, or just the flowering design, because it's become very popular with the latest bouquet set and the Bird of Paradise uh, build, and I expect they'll do quite a few more.
2: Yeah, I think so. I think they definitely start doing it because so many people, so many, it seems like in the last three years, a lot of people started just really building flowers getting into that and i almost feel like lego picked up off of that as opposed to the other way around but i don't mind because it was really hard to get parts for stems and things like that so i really don't like the bouquet set so i modified it drastically but it was a great mm-hmm. part set for me so yeah yeah i and was gonna the- say
1: the bouquet is nice but like there's not a way to display it well and um there's definitely some other cool flowers and uh, like, I think you've done what are the bells that you did? I think, did you use? Um, uh, I used,
2: uh, yep, I used the peak honeycombs.
1: That's so cool. Like, I, those are things that you never think uh, would turn out to be a flower, and then they do.
2: Right. And that's really what I love doing, and which really is how I kind of got started on doing the really like the big, vast landscapes, because at a mini scale level, that wouldn't work. So when I did the mini scale level of the vast landscapes, which is where I started with doing the bigger flowers, was essentially the idea was these plants were kind of the dinosaurs of plants. So they would dwarf minifigs. And then I could do really fun things with these really great parts.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And then when I started doing the human scale you know, it was the same thing, and so you also in that um, the one you're talking about with the honeycombs, um, the leaves are bionical shields, or something really like that. Yeah, so the these round kind of round pieces that they have in there. Oh um,
1: yeah, those are. Um, oh wow, I know exactly where it came from too. But that's so cool. I didn't even I didn't even think about that.
2: Yeah, I use a lot of bionicle parts in my flowers, so it's not something that most anybody could do because. I've bought most of them off of (laughs) prickling (laughs) Lincoln. But they're not being made anymore, you know? So that's why I was kind of like, I don't know. It's annoying in a way that I've worked so hard to find things to make flowers and then Lego just makes them, you know, in the color. It's like that part always existed, but just not in the color. Yeah. But, but you know, (laughs) is it good or bad? I don't know. It's annoying, but... um... (laughs) but i'm, well, and like it's I said, nice I'm always that,
1: glad yeah yeah i was gonna say and it's nice that you know as they do more of the bouquet or the botanical set of they've started to call it the botanical series that they come out in some of those colors that you might be interested in so like a um I'm trying to think like a very light yellow or the the turquoise blue um but it doesn't even look like you would need that because you've adapted to use, like you said, bionicle pieces or other pieces that most people wouldn't even consider to be used in a flower.
2: Yeah. You know, I mean, even in the, um, so Lego did that, of course, with the uh, bird of paradise where they use the camera uh, vehicle to make the leaves. Yes. And a lot of people said, Oh, I don't think I like it with the holes. I'm like, well, if you look at my stuff, it's, it's got all those holes <laughs> because I'm using botanical parts. And actually, the Bird of Paradise is their first botanical one that I really like. And it's. Yeah, I do I, too. I didn't think I'd like it because I didn't like the pictures of it. But it's the only one that I have that I'm going to keep built. I think. So all the others I've already taken apart and redone.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's- I was going to say, I like it. It is a little expensive, I think, for what you get. But like the base is the most part and pieces of it because um, they made the full pot with like um, extremely good structure because I think they wanted to make sure it was stable.
2: Yeah, I think they did a great job on the pot. And it's round, which is really hard to do with Lego pieces. And they didn't cheat on it and use round <laughs> pieces. And so I like that about it, that they, that, that set's really no cheating done at all. I, you know what I call cheating, is the big panel pieces. When right. doing, so And they didn't do anything like that. It's completely built. And I really appreciate that. Plus, I think what's really great about it, too, is that any new builder could build that, even though it's pretty elevated skill, because the directions are so good, and they use different colors inside so you can see where the pieces go and how to put them together more easily, follow the directions. So that was really smart. And it teaches new builders how to do snot technique, all these kind of things that we all take for granted that a lot of people don't know how to do. And it does it in this build that's super accessible. So I think overall that was a really good higher-skilled beginner set. Because a lot of adults are building, like they built the blacksmith building it might have been one of their first or second builds and they were confused and didn't know how to make the tree and things like that, but it's like they're not going to go build the junior sets to learn the new skills. They want right. build the good sets. So I think this set's great because I think it's teaches those skills without being a difficult build, actually.
1: Right, like a good in-between style to it so that some people can learn those snot techniques and how to make something round without going through the lovely struggles that we did prior to that, <laughs> unless you had yeah, exactly. a good group of friends that would help understand it.
2: Yeah. And I mean, and that's, what's really great about lugs. If you want to go back to that, just reference it is that at lug, you could bring in a problem and there's a lot of people who can brainstorm how to solve it. So that's, a huge advantage and what i always tell people is that when you build alone you're trying to find things out but when you build together move so much faster than what you did before and so your imagination can just you know explode if it wants because you know how to do stuff
1: right and i like um also i was going to bring up that i see that you work with tips and bricks and yeah I just, I interviewed them, I think, two or three weeks ago, and uh, that has been an outstanding resource for not only me, but tons of people in the community to help with uh, how things are made. You know, maybe not use the same technique, but adapt it for what they need.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, Alex is, I'm assuming that's who you interviewed, was Alex? Yes. And I mean, he started the whole thing just because he was a new builder. I mean, and I think it's absolutely amazing what he's done with that over the years. Um, and I started working with him last year when um, he finally realized that if he was going to go on with his life, he would need to have more people if he was going to keep doing this. Um, so that's was kind of fun to just get involved that way. But before that, he had also used some of my builds and his, you know, I kind of knew him a little bit because he had featured some of my builds before working with him has been just it's been a great experience oh i bet
1: and i he has like i talked to me like a team of eight people now and they've done mm -hmm. like their tips books and it's it's awesome especially like like you said for yours most of your flowers i i would have to take a few minutes to figure out (laughs) um because the pieces are unique so you have interesting connections um and it's helpful for people that want to do that
2: yeah um and what i don't know if alex told you what i'm doing for him but um i'm actually i've done some posts on techniques but not really mostly mostly i'm working on the um initiative that he started for just trying to be more inclusive and so i'm an advisor on that team we're working on inclusive and diverse which
1: i was gonna get into because um, you know we talked about a little bit prior to starting the interviews you're a woman builder and people don't think women build and i just I'd love to hear why you think that and how you've seen the community uh, from your perspective.
2: I think initially people don't think women build because online you can't really tell gender. And so there's a huge assumption when people are just using avatars and handles that aren't really gender-based that everybody's male. Um, Certainly the robots that run through and pick out things advertised towards me have picked me out to be a male even though my name is female because <laughs> I get some <laughs> advertisements um, so it's just like it's very much definitely um, assumed that it's mostly men building and when I first went to Brick World in Chicago as just you know a public person there weren't really any women that I could find and when I talked to people about getting involved or doing things. It was just I didn't really feel a connection with anybody at that time and couldn't see a place for myself and the community. And it wasn't it wasn't that anybody was pushing me away. It's just that I didn't see myself reflected back. Mm-hmm. And so there was, there was anybody who look like me who I could talk to about things and the things I was interested in didn't seem to be the things other people were interested in. There was so many, you know, game-based displays or Star Wars, which I watched the movies. I like them. I just don't want to build with that much gray. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So it is funny because, um, the, um, PMS group, which is the women's section of the Filipino lug, um, they started the women's builder group that's an internal group with them, which is now expanded to be co-ed, but basically because they didn't want to build with gray. I just thought that was funny. (laughs) Um, So, but yeah, there's a lot of gray out there. Yep.
1: That, yeah, there there are. And I unfortunately am a big proponent and I like a lot of things gray. But <laughs> but you're right, a lot of Star Wars stuff and there's not much of anything else.
2: Yeah. All right. and there were a lot of trains. I mean
0: there's true. Just, yeah.
2: In the Chicago I, I don't know how all the conventions are, but Chicago I would say twenty five percent of it is train. Uh, mm-hmm. Which again, I don't mind trains or anything like that. It just wasn't. It's not my interest, so it was fun to see everything, but just not what I was interested in doing. Like if I have a lot of Lego, this isn't what I'm going to build. I don't know what I'm going to build, but this isn't it. So.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, and that's the whole point of Lego. You can build whatever you want, and right. uh, still
0: be made out of Lego.
2: Yeah. So, so that was you know that my. It's still, and I know everybody who I talk to, no matter what they're building. It's the challenge of getting something out of parts that are static, don't move, are mostly sharp-edged, square-cornered, and make something that just defies, essentially, the media that we're working with. And mm-hmm. it's just so fun. It's, it's puzzles. And I love puzzles that, you know, like math puzzles I love and things like that. And it's just a three-dimensional math puzzle, so... It's really, you know, and the best thing about it, one of the reasons I was so happy to get rid of my art supplies is I don't have to use glue anymore, (laughs) I don't have to paint anything. No more glitter,
1: no more uh, heat guns or any of that.
2: Exactly. So it's like all of a sudden, you know, even though I was building all the time, I just had a lot of my mess is gone, So. One could argue that Lego is very messy, too.
1: This is true. I yeah. mean, I've dumped many bins out of Lego all over the floor.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's chaotic. Any table that <laughs> people are building on, it's like, if you don't understand building, you're going to walk in and go, this is a mess. I tell parents that all the time. They're like, oh, I hate Legos. But it's such a mess. I'm like, any of these adults you see in this convention, their workspaces work like, like that, you're not <laughs> built without making a mess because it's the nature of the beast. Yep. So accept your child's creativity. <laughs> <laughs> Be thankful uh, they're not yeah, blowing things always... up.
1: Yes, and that they're not stuck in a video game for some reason.
2: Yeah. So, and it's interesting because going back to the male, female, definitely. Parents are more tolerant of their sons making a mess with Lego than their daughters. Hmm. I've heard more female parents of female children who said, Well, I was just tired of stepping on them and I got rid of her Lego because it was always all over a room. And very rarely do I hear a parent say that about their boys. So yeah. I I work really hard to represent females for those parents who come through and you know, if their daughters are enjoying it let them enjoy it
0: yeah
1: i mean that's great it definitely being on not only just an ambassador for tips and bricks but like you said an ambassador for gender equalities in lego and it should always be like that not only in lego but around the world and in life and all all aspects um but like if i even attempted to do flower i probably could after a while but you have a great touch, and that makes you a great designer. It doesn't matter if you're man, female, or gender. What fluid? It, there's so many things that make LEGO inclusive.
2: Yeah, and I mean, and the other thing I tell people is again, you know, I was have been building for years, and it's like any other skill. It's not going to happen overnight. And the reason you probably can't make a flower the way I make one is because you weren't interested in it. So you didn't pursue it. Um it's the same thing with I could never build a ship. I mean I could build parts of a ship, but the whole ship I would just after like, why am I building this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, you're right. It's
1: based on an interest.
2: Yeah, and so I mean we probably all have the same skills and could do the same thing. It's just envisioning them in different directions. But um I've currently have been working on making some fireworks for display with that I'm doing with um A friend is going doing some new kind of lighting for lego Mm -hmm. and i'm like yeah it's just a kind of flower (laughs) it's like oh i never thought of it that way (laughs) like yeah
1: (laughs) yeah different perspectives add different uh, roles and understanding of all, all the things around us
2: yeah so i mean and like explosions that's a kind of a flower that people make i mean the a lot of people don't really think about the things that they're doing. That it's it's all the same skills. It's just different parts, and different colors, and if, depending on what you do with the part and color. If you have eight of anything, you can make a flower. That's what I tell everybody.
1: Eight of everything.
2: Eight of anything. If you have eight things, you can turn it into a flower. If they're oh. all the same things. Right. <laughs> So, I mean, you could have them not be the same thing and turn them into a flower as well, but it would re- read as a flower when they're all the same. And the reason eight is because Lego has four corners on everything. And so if there's some things that have six parts that you can branch off of, or eight. But generally mm-hmm. speaking, you're going to be doing an eight-petaled flower because of the way Lego's set up. And so I say, you know, if you have a bunch of anything, you could turn it into a flower.
1: That's a great tip. I definitely will have to think about that for any time I do a flower, because you're right, being round and having the specific level of petals or um, how you would build it together is definitely dependent on the parts.
2: Yeah. And so, yeah, that's, that's basically the trick, It's that people will read anything, whether it's square or whatever. As a petal, when you put it in a circle.
0: <laughs> yep.
2: <laughs> and well, I well, tell people too, I'm just tricking the eye. Everybody else is filling in. We do that all the time with art, with pictures, with images. That's how we recognize things.
1: Exactly. And with Lego, that's it's all about tricking the eye because not everything... Is round, but you can make it look that way. Yeah, and uh, especially with a square brick, like you said, has four sides. So there's going to be some aspect that you have to adapt and change it to.
2: Yep. So, so yeah, that's that's if anybody listening, that's the trick. Get eight of second <laughs> and play with it, and you can turn it into a flower.
1: <laughs> well, that's a great trick, and <sighs> I think that that'll be super helpful for anyone out there. And, um, as we wind down today, Barbara, I wanted to, again, say thank you for coming on. I have really appreciated all your stories and understanding of how, like, you've come about in Lego because everyone has a different journey and understanding how Lego appreciated your work and your lug has changed you and just the community. It's, it's great to hear. And I always ask this question and I think you've kind of answered it throughout, but I, I just love to hear a, like a final word from you is how do you think lego has changed your life
2: um oh gosh that's such a difficult question um since i feel like it's kind of been in my blood forever um i i think being part of the lego community and Growing with it and learning from it, I think it's made me a much better artist than I was before. And I also have connected with so many people around the world, it, not just you know, in my own neighborhood. it's I feel probably really for the first time part of a global community, which you know we always say, and we always read the news. but actually, to know people all over the world, Puts a whole new perspective on that kind of idea. And I'm just thrilled. It's just the neatest thing to have this connection with people. All ages, all genders, all walks of life. And it's just fun.
1: You're right. It It is just fun. And that's the point. Lego is about creativity, but having fun. And I, I believe that everyone should kind of see themselves in their work. It doesn't have to be perfect. It's, if it's good in your eyes, then it's good for everybody else. And take what you know and pass it on. Like you said, you learn from each other, adapt and um, see how it be, makes you an artist. Because everyone has the artist gene, no matter if you're a left or right brain. It's all about understanding what you see as art. Absolutely.
2: If you like it, build it
1: great yes exactly like it go out and build it that's always what i end with anyways is uh get out there and go build something because and it doesn't even have to be lego go out and build a chair or build a fire anything or build a relationship (laughs) yes that's a good one too build a friendship but uh barbara i want to thank you again this is really great I appreciate you coming on today and spending time with us. For everyone out there, definitely go uh, look her page up on Flickr and Instagram, Barbara underscore Hoel, H-O-E-L. I'll post those in the description. Um, and if you're uh, interested in learning how to do some of these things, you can. I, I feel like you'd be easy to reach out to. And Tips and Bricks has a bunch of your work as well. Um,
2: yeah, so- I'm always happy to share with people how I do things. It's not a secret. It's not magic.
1: And that's awesome, because then you're adding to the community and helping people realize that they can do exactly what you do. Absolutely. Well, Barbara, thank you again. And I really appreciate you coming on today.
2: Oh, thanks for having me. It's been fun. I really appreciate it
1: all right everyone thank you again for listening to the back to break podcast make sure you subscribe to us on google spotify or apple and then you can keep up to date with the latest news and get great interviews like we just had with barbara on her great designs and maybe you'll you also could be featured in the lego house someday uh, make sure to follow us on back to Brick too on instagram and i'll leave you as i always do get creative get out there and go build something